What's up, everybody? Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. If this is your first time, welcome. So happy to have you here. We have an awesome conversation for you. This podcast is very uh, conversational. Uh, I, I keep it very relaxed. I'm sitting down talking with interesting people from all walks of life and uh, learning some things. Hopefully, I'm presenting you guys, the listeners, with a different perspective on the world. All right, this episode is brought to you by my good friends over at Jombo Superfoods. You can go to jombocbd.com, check out their full line of products. They have so many amazing products, all top quality. The important thing with CBD, you know, really is just making sure that you're getting it from a quality source, you know, one that does use third-party laboratory testing, so that way you aren't getting any of the junk and the bullshit, you're getting all quality uh, products and uh, Jumbo does that. So these all quality ingredients. It's all premium, uh, you know, organic. Uh, it's it's the best. I love them. I love their muscle bomb. Implementing CBD, you know, is specifically for the uh, anti-inflammatory properties is amazing. And I use it topically with their bomb. They have a 100 milligram and a 200 milligram extra strength with menthol. Uh, I use it on my joints, use it on my sore muscles, and it just does a world for my recovery. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, if you do have arthritis or, you know, any of those issues with tight joints or sore muscles, then, you know, implementing some some muscle balm is you know, probably a good idea for you. Uh, you know, you can go to jombocbd.com. Use the code outside at checkout. You guys will save 20% off of your entire order. If you are in some pain, if you are looking for some relief, just something to help, you know, take off that edge or, um, you know, just so you can, uh, you know, move your joints again, then uh, this, the muscle bond specifically, but they have drops, they have a spray, they have a ghee that you can cook with, which is really cool. Um, you know, go check out all their products and, uh, and, and, and uh, you will be happy, my friends. <laughs> all right, jombocbd.com. Use the code outside at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Imposed Will. You can go over to imposedwill.com. We just launched our apparel line. Check that out. Help support. Um, also, stay in the new in the know on everything that's new and coming up. Join our mailing list. We'll keep you on. Uh, we'll keep you in the loop. We'll keep you in the loop on everything that is happening. All right. On this episode, I'm still at Paleo FX, and I am sitting down with Dr. Joey Cadena. He is a fellow mace artist. He is a martial artist, and it was just really cool sitting down with him. Uh, you know, sometimes you meet somebody and you feel like you've known them forever, and that's just kind of how you know. That's exactly how it felt uh, when I met him and you know his lovely wife Sandra. They're just awesome people. Uh, Doctor Joey was in the uh, beta group of the Steel Mace Flow course with Leo Savage. Um, he is a fellow MACE coach. He is a physical therapist, and he has a company called Primal Flow that makes wooden training maces. And, uh, man, these things were the hit of the show at Paleo FX, and he's doing a lot of cool things. So uh, I don't want to talk about too much here in the intro because we do get into it on the conversation, and uh, it was just it was just so rad to connect with him and uh, see all the great stuff that he has going on. He is definitely changing 
the face of not only the fitness industry but of the you know the physical therapy space as well so just the healthcare space as a whole so it was really cool to uh to connect because he's doing just a lot of great stuff um all right guys without any further without any further ado dr joey cadena All right, here we go, Doctor Joey Cadena. Ah, man, I gotta work. I gotta look. Uh, I gotta work on like rolling my R's. I'm not very good at that. I feel it's like I have good. a stiff tongue. Um, <laughs> how you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. I couldn't be happier to be here. Yeah, dude, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down. So, for the listeners, we're at Paleo FX here yes. in Austin, Texas. You know, I always explain it to people like it's just a, it's a health and wellness conference, obviously yeah. geared towards um, like the paleo and keto lifestyle, but it's just very like naturalistic and yes. just movement and yeah. uh, getting back to the basics. Yeah, it's a pretty rad community here. Yes, that's yeah. something that I just completely was blown away by the warmth of the entire crowd. Yeah, is this your first time at Paleo? It is. You know, okay. I've always followed the conference online, and uh, before I was really into maze training, I was a Spartan racer, mm-hmm. and it always fell the weekend of Spartan race or wow. the week before. Yeah. And so I had to time it, and the key race for us was in Austin, and I couldn't like swing one or the other, but I wanted to hit like the race series, so yeah. it, it took precedent. Um, yeah, opportunity cost, man. You got to sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, well, that's cool, man. And, and you're here. You're representing your company, Primal Flow. Yes. And uh, you guys have just been killing it. So. Oh, man. I, I tell you again, uh, it's such a surprise that what a warmth, you know, the, the acceptance and the complete embrace that this whole community has given my company and our products to this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we've had a wonderful, like, online presence, and we've had such great support and feedback from people who bought primal flow tools from us yeah but uh, i you know when you go in a big project like this i mean this was probably an eight month prep when we dropped the application to be part of paleo effects mm-hmm. we did a hey let's what if you know, yeah what if my wife you know she's our she's the business side of our office and she says we've always wanted to come to paleo effects and we're like what if we have a booth let's just see what the process is yeah and so you have to apply you have to put a picture of your product and your vision and your website and they review it and they decide whether you're like a fit or not. Right. And so one night uh, we're having dinner and we're like, what if we apply to get a pa- paleo FX booth? And so we went through the process and we hit submit and, you know, went to bed that evening. And the next day I got a call. Oh, so they responded really yeah, quick. Yeah, the guy was uh, Peter from, he's one of the directors of the, of the event. He's like, dude, I, I checked out your product online last night, your application, and you're the perfect fit for the whole conference. You're, you're the kind of thing we're looking for. And I was like, oh, crap. it's like it's real now this became real yeah and we're like dude we have to you know prepare we have to assume Mm -hmm. we're going to make some good sales we have to put some packages together that are attractive and really put the the movement practice forward to someone who's never seen this before because we're going to encounter thousands of people they're going to walk by and go what's that yeah like this is your opportunity to have that educational like conversation Yes. yes yeah dude so and i've been watching you online and i mean you've been working like furiously to mm-hmm. get prepped for this yes. um so like from the inception so for the listeners like you know with primal flow like you have a couple really like keynote products which yeah. you have the wooden mace mm-hmm. i always want to say steel mace I'm right saying, no me too i still say it yeah but <laughs> you have the wooden mace but then you have the awesome like rad thor hammer yes um but um it's just such a it's such a like a, a really like great tool that like not a lot of people are seeing yeah. but i remember like when you first released it, it's like you're like you're bootstrapping and it's like all right here's a batch and like this is what we're doing this month and yes. like i just saw you working like 
you're like, all right, well, we're going to like hold orders because we need to prep for this big conference. Yes. And you've just been like killing it. And, and this <laughs> is just you. like the outside looking in, yeah. right? But I see all the orders that are going out and like just the, the great response to yes. just such a really good tool. Yes. So like, what's that feel like? Oh man, it is completely mind blowing because honestly the inception of Primal Flow was a brainstorm of what if. Uh, I come from a martial arts background. Yeah, let's talk about that actually. Yeah, that was yeah. Sweet. So let's 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 for the listeners, right? Because I I mean I know who you are. Right. And um, like we took the the Steel Mace Flow Beta group together yes. and um, just following you on social. Um, but let's go back to like Dr. Joey. Nice. Like who? Like you've been a martial artist your whole life. So yes. let's. I imagine that started before you were a physical therapist. Absolutely. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Like your background yeah. in martial arts and what that for means sure. to you, man. Absolutely. So um, I'm a physical therapist. Been that for 12 years. But I started out my kind of physical training history, if you will, in martial arts with American Kenpo and Jeet Kune Do and some Filipino stick fighting, Kali. Yeah. And uh, I did a little bit of jujitsu, and I, I got a yellow belt in judo. I like try to get really like a full spectrum a of the taste of everything. Yeah, just to kind of round out some weak spots. And if I had a great training opportunity to learn from some, you know, great school or instructor, I didn't care what system or style. Everything has something great to offer. Yeah. So I never limited myself to, well, I'm just a Kenpo stylist. Or, yeah. you know, I'm just a student of motion. Yeah, which is easy to do, right? People yes. get very dogmatic. And, and I think it also takes a little bit of a, I want to say a humble personality to where you're okay to be feel like a beginner again and like complete yeah. newbie. I like that feeling. I do too. It's like not comfortable, yes. but like you know that you're going to get better. Like I just love the yes. process of getting better. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of Bruce Lee. Like oh, that yeah. was like the reason why I started everything I do is just his training philosophy or his life philosophy was – you know, get out of your comfort zone. Don't have limits as limit. Don't have a style as style. Yeah. But yeah. you do have to have a style so you have a movement foundation. Right. You can't just go pound on the keys on a piano and say you're a pianist, right? You're right. You're going to make pretty much noise. You got to put, yeah, some sort of foundation yeah. there. So what I found was uh, American Kenpo to me was a, a, a really um, beautiful art that was progressive and fluid and it just spoke to me mm -hmm. and so that was my foundation of movement to get structure i have a seventh degree black belt in american kenpo but then i also at the same time through that journey i met some really great jeet kundo stylists which is what i wanted all the time with yeah Bruce Lee's system. absolutely so i went through some certifications in, in jeet kundo yeah um and along the way through school and everything i met a great judo instructor and I had the opportunity to train for a few months, so I earned you know, a yellow belt in judo. Yeah. Then just scheduling in life took me away from that, but I took some judo into my you yeah. know, movement systems. And that kind of what introduced me. Um, back in, I think, 99 or 2000, I had a massive knee injury competing in the internationals in California. And this is Kenpo? Kenpo. Okay. So Kenpo is a very self-defense related art. You know, it has techniques kind of like Krav Maga or yeah. any of these systems. They're like, okay, here's a, a defense against a, a knife attack or here's a defense against, you know, a straight jab. And you go through a series of movements like sick drills or techniques. Okay. And so there's an, a competition around that called self-defense. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was blessed to have won uh, four international titles in self-defense. Oh, shit, dude. Nice. Uh, competing in Long Beach, California in the International Karate you know, Kenpo Championships. Yeah. And I was training with the senior grandmaster uh, in L.A. One, one year, really prepping for the next world championships or internationals. And um, I had been training all week long. Uh, and we were at the beach. My wife and I were hanging out. We we're about to fly out the next day. Yeah. And I look at the time and I'm like, dude, there's another Kenpo class tonight, <laughs> you know, and this is a senior grandmaster. 
senior grandmaster Chuck Sullivan was the fourth black belt in the U.S. Oh, wow. So he's one of the fathers of, like, American martial arts. Yeah, real he, deal. Yeah, he earned his black belt in 1959. Mm. And so... He's still alive? He's still alive, and he's, he's, like, 84, I think, and he still teaches class every week. Yeah. You would think he's, like, 60. Man. And the guy moves like he's 30. And this, that, that, that's why, right? Because yes. he'll do Marine, it until he dies. He's a Marine, ex-Marine, oh, wow. kept that lifestyle. And, yeah. You know, so he's a, and it's just an amazing, amazing teacher. So I said, you know what? You know, Grandmaster Chuck's teaching tonight. We're flying back home tomorrow to Texas. One more class could be one more lesson. Could be one more pearl of knowledge. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. And my wife's like, dude, you, the class already started. You're going to get there late. No, no, no. Stubborn me, right? Listen Forced to your wife. It. Lesson to self. Listen to your wife. It's a good one. So I book it across town. We book it across LA. I jump into class. They had already warmed up. And they're doing some power kicking drills on like a life-size dummy. Mm-hmm. Working through like some really powerful sidekicks. Like and a shield. Kicks, like shield, shield stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I pop in and I'm like, I'm going to kick this thing harder than everyone in the room because senior grandmaster's watching. Hadn't warmed up. Humble yeah. moment right there. Humble pie. Dude, every time if I don't warm up, like yes. I'll go and do jujitsu or something. I'm yeah. just like, I immediately regret this decision. Immediately. Yeah. And I was uh, 23, 24 at the time. Yeah, so but you were. You're, you're yeah. invincible when you're invincible, that Invincible, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my knee told me otherwise. Yeah. I blew out my MCL, dislocated patella, tore the meniscus, the whole bad, bit. bad, dude. Yeah. What was that recovery like? It took me a year. Yeah. It took me a year. Uh, surgery. Yeah. Rehab. Finally getting back to competition. It's hard on the mind, right? It is. Like to, to begin to trust the body. Yes. So like, I mean, I've done martial arts for a number of years and I yeah. fought MMA for a decade yeah. and uh, I tore my rotator cuff and labrum and had surgery. It was about a, uh, probably about a year until I competed yeah. again. Yes. A, a good solid six months of physical therapy. And again, the physical therapy never stops. Like you're always yes. trying to regain, you know, range of yeah. motion and strength. But um, the f- thing that really stuck out was like just really trying to remember like to trust my shoulder. It's like, all right, it yes. is healed, yes. right? It's like you've done yes. the things you need to do. But right. that's hard. To, that's a hard mental gap to get over. And that's a really good point because what happened was I was concurrently studying Jeet Kune Do at the time. Yeah. And I was getting ready for – there's five uh, – there's uh, actually four phases in the program I was going through to be like a fully certified instructor. Okay. And I had just gotten into the quote, like apprentice instructor phase. And I was about to test for phase four to get full certification. Mm. And uh, that particular system had a lot of jujitsu integrated into it. And I was terrified to go on the ground and roll with somebody and do leg locks or any kind of jujitsu after that knee injury yeah so out of my own fear i stopped my training in jeet kune do which to this day 20 years later i regret yeah because uh i didn't finish the certification out of fear of okay the ground game on the tests are pretty intense yeah and uh i don't think i trust my knee to hold up to that yeah and just the fear of the unknown right and so that started my journey to become a pt was this fear of like can i get back to you know, the contact I was doing with sparring, can I get back to truly laying into a kick and pivoting like I did when I tore my knee? Yeah. It's a, it's a trust factor that I had to regain. And that's why I say it took a year because I really didn't take myself to that point till about a year later. And I did the internationals one more time just so I, I could say I did it again. And yeah. I got back in my action, you know, my game. And I didn't do as well as I wanted to, you know, get up on podium or anything like that. But I think I placed in the top five or so. Yeah. It, was a, it was a good... 
it's hard coming back from it an is. injury, man. Like it the is. the the mental aspect. There is the trust, yeah. but like a whole year away from sure. competition, man. Yeah. It's like in your mind, you feel like you should be as good as you were, yes. but like there's still that timing, which yeah. is really big. For sure, and for sure. Now, um, in Kempo, is that a that's that's a point fighting system? Is it that, is. Okay. It, there's a point fighting system, but what I was doing was self defense tactics. Yeah. And so the way it works, it's kind of like uh, you have a panel of five judges. And they, you have uh, various attackers that come at you. Oh. And so it's random. So you have like five attackers. You have a person behind you that points to the person. You don't know who it's going to be. Coming. And they shoot an attack. You don't know what it's going to be. And then you have to respond with a recognized Kenpo technique oh. and defend yourself. Yeah. And the judges are like one judge looks just at your footwork. One look, judge looks just at your hand. And the other one looks for the actual recognized technique. Oh, wow. And then the other one's like overall effectiveness. Did you dissipate the attack? Did you, you know, were you effective? Yeah. And they judge you on points. And then they tally the points of each person that goes up through that line. Yeah. And then the one that had the best technique, the best speed, the best execution, they're the ones that win that particular round. That is a thorough grading system. Yeah, it's super cool because yeah. it's kind of like almost like video monitoring. And they're like, everybody's looking at one aspect of the camera. Yeah. And they're using a clicker so they don't take their eyes off of you. And if they see a mistake or a missed shot or if it should have been a groin shot or a rib shot and you missed it, they click it, right? Because you maybe went somewhere off. Yeah. Or something along that line. So Wow. Um, and then they, then you would go to round two and it was grabs and holds. And so you had the people behind you, you had the person pointing. So you didn't know who was again coming mm -hmm. and they put a lock or hold on you. And then you have to do a, like a recognized escape. Yeah. And so it was a competition more on like skill and technique. Yeah. You gotta be fast. On you gotta your feet. be fast on your feet. You gotta do an actual recognized skill and you have to hit with precision, but also with control. You couldn't lay out the opponent and just like <laughs> knock them clean out. You know, yeah. it was more about you know making contact with the actual body part, but not to the point where you yeah. knock their teeth out. It shows like real mastery. Like in in jujitsu, right. I've been doing that for a really long time, and you you start rolling with higher belts, yes. and the more experience you have, you're just calmer, and you're yes. able to can like to really dictate the pace. Yes. So how much energy you're putting out, and it's like. The safest person to roll with is like a black belt. Thank you. No matter, yes. no matter, they can be small or five or a hundred pounds heavier yes. than you. It's going to be way safer to roll with somebody like that because yes. they're going to be able to um, just kind of ins like as much. Uh, they're going to be able to give like as much intensity as needed so for the true. situation. So true. And that was the whole philosophy of Grandmaster Sullivan was, he said, I want you to be able to hit someone and hit them, but I also want you to give the same speed, technique, and skill and not hit them. And if you hit mm. them, you missed. Yeah. And so his whole thing was you have to have that control and precision and control of your body and the technique itself. Yeah. So the techniques were looked for precision. They were looked for style and execution, but they were also looking for control with speed and power. Yeah. And so the same thing, anytime I sparred, I love to spar a high-level black belt. Right. Because we would kind of dictate, like, hey, we're going to go, like, 50% on this. We're just going to tap-tap each other. What are we doing? Yeah. And I knew that if we said, hey, we're just going to tap-tap, play around, let's just kind of throw some techniques and volley a little bit. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to get my face knocked off. That helps you be creative and it yes. helps you grow. Yes. So you were able to try kind of new technique sequences or try a new ser a series of like attacking from the outside right and you felt safe enough to not get your face knocked off yeah right? yeah unfortunately with the beginner the control's not there the speed and timing and reaction's not there right and they they're the ones that usually give you the black eye <laughs> <laughs> that is so true um, that's so true 
So, so that, that whole arena was sort of taken from me from the injury, mm-hmm. and uh, that opened the whole thought process of I need to learn how to rehab this. I need to learn how to get back. And there's so many people out there, obviously, with sports injuries that have the same crushing mindset of, like, I'm done. Yeah. And I was 25 or 24, and I'm like, I'm not done, man. No, I'm just, man, your I'm body's young. actually primed to heal still. Thank you. So that drove the idea of I think I want to be a PT. I want to get into this more and okay. learn how to do this. And that led me down the pathway of rehab and strength in and strength conditioning. Yeah. So you've so, been doing this for 15 years now, you said? Uh, I've been a PT for 11 years. 11 years. And I started in uh, martial arts when I was 17. Yeah. So I'm 46 now, so do the math. You're going on 30 years, 30 man. 30 years yeah. of training, you know, in some capacity. Yeah. For many, many, many years, it was like five days a week of martial arts. Now it kind of integrates with my steel mace and everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely. So I still keep it. It's just that movement of language. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that, like, movement is a language. Yes. And um, so, f- like, it took me real, like a while to realize that. Whenever I did, I was like, oh, well, wrestling was my first. Like, like I actually Sweet. did karate as, like, yeah. a child. But, like, for some reason, like, when I started wrestling, like, that really mm-hmm. clicked. Spoke to you. Yeah. So, like, anytime, like, I see a movement – and um, it's real big in the fitness community, right? Like movement is just movement. Yes. People like to put labels and market it yes. and sell it. But it's just like I see something, I'm like, oh, like I'll put a wrestling term to yes. it. I'm like, that's what that is. That's yes. what that is. That's what I do with the Kenpo system, right? Yeah. You, since you did Kenpo, man, like you were really dabbling in the early days of MMA. I mean, yeah. uh, Bruce Lee was really like the grandfather yes. of MMA. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he Absolutely. was, you know, stylist styles, like wherever the fight goes. And he yes. was all about like, you know, eye well, gouging and. Yes. Like winning the fight. Like that's what it's about. The so, mindset. So I'm not surprised you had to like go on the ground for that final. Yes. That final, you know. Yeah. The Jeet Kune Do system I studied was Burton Richardson through high performance martial arts. Yeah. Or Jeet Kune Do Unlimited. Yeah. He was a student of Danny Nosanto, which was Bruce Lee's right hand man. Yeah. So he was straight Bruce Lee lineage. And mm-hmm. I had the beautiful, beautiful honor to train with Danny Nosanto at a seminar. Oh, nice. And so that was like the lifetime bucket list. Dude, like, you got a picture, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I still have that picture ready available to show people like, look, I trained yeah. with Danny Nosanto. Absolutely. I mean, that guy is the epitome of martial artist. I mean, his skill and techniques, a whole other level. But he's also the lifetime student. He was studying Gracie Jiu-Jitsu at the time, and he's since earned his black belt with the Gracies. Okay. But he himself took him point. And that's why it was such a role model for me of – Take yourself out of the quote-unquote master black belt, you know, yeah. and be the, the lifetime student. Right. Here is the most guru master martial artist that's out there, not short of Bruce Lee since he's not with us anymore. Right. And he's the student with a white belt rolling in jiu-jitsu class. Right. And he's going up the colored belt rank just like everyone just like else. everybody else. That and says a lot. Yes. And I had the pleasure and honor to, like, talk to him a little while in the hotel lobby and after the seminar. And he was such a humble, genuine, honest guy. Yeah. If anybody had room to have ego or cockiness, it was he this guy. It. Yeah. And there was not an ounce of it. He was the most awesome person and just so willing. And he gave me a compliment. You know, we're doing some drills that he was teaching us. And he, I saw him watching me. So I was like, oh, man. I gotta, <laughs> I yeah. gotta make sure I'm rocking with this one. Yeah, you're tuned in then. And, and I see him nod, and when I'm done with the drill pattern, and I go over to get his input. He goes, "You get this. I see that you get this." And he like had a little smile. And he nodded, and that was like the most aha moment for me. Of like, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was the biggest compliment ever. Absolutely, it's important to have that ego in check. I think yeah. of a really well, uh, well known fire, uh, George St. Pierre. Yes. And he always talked about having that white belt mentality. Yes. Like, I'm just always a white belt. Sure. Always He's always one of my favorites yeah. for that reason and, yeah. and the skill set, of yeah, course. Yeah, great dude. Um, so when did the mace enter your life? Yeah. Um, 
I had been doing Spartan racing. Martial arts kind of ran its course for me. After that injury, I still continued to teach and train yeah. for, I don't know, maybe 10 more years or so. But the ego a lot in the martial arts system and the politics and yeah. my style is better than your style. Especially as you start getting like a black belt. Yes. You start getting higher. There's sure. much more political at that yeah. of all martial arts for some reason. And, and it kind of lost its shine for me. I mean, yeah. I still love to move and I still love to practice. But it, I kind of strayed a bit from it because of that. It just wasn't appealing as much to me to go out there and go to seminars or co conventions or training events because that was always there. Yeah. And so I got into Spartan racing because it was a fun Put yourself out there, multi-sport, you know, you're climbing, you're pulling, you're carrying, you're jumping, you're running. Yeah. And so it fed back into the whole movement all, Yes, practice. the whole natural things yeah. that we should be doing. Yes. Lifting and heavy the things. the ancestral movement, you know, Absolutely. lift heavy, th heavy things, climb stuff. Yeah. And so it, it spoke to me, and I did that for about four or five years, and I loved the, the camaraderie in the Spartan community. There was no ego there. The pros were out there high-fiving the beginners. Yeah. You know, you're running through an obstacle. If you have trouble, someone reaches back and lends a hand and pulls you up and over. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is the brotherhood I missed from martial arts. Yeah. And so I did that for a few years. And so I started looking at ways to optimize my Spartan training. And so I'm doing kettlebell and I'm doing, you know, a lot of body weight and I learned some animal flow. Yeah. And that led to, you might like, you know, on Instagram or whatever, mm -hmm. like, and I see Leo Savage yeah. flowing with a steel mace. And I'm like, dude. What the heck is that? Yeah, like that's this the is, coolest this thing is ever. The coolest thing ever. Here's this guy moving like Bruce Lee. So beautiful his movement, man. Yeah, and twirling this tool like a freaking samurai. What is that tool? Yeah. So then I look at it, uh, into it some more. I'm like, steel mace. Okay, I gotta order one. <laughs> so I order one of the on it, you know, ten pound steel maces. Yeah. And I think I'm gonna just start swinging it because you know I've done the bow staff, I've done collie sticks, uh, so I'm familiar with like stick weapons. I've yeah. done some sword training, and so I sh I felt. I pull this thing out of the box and I'll just start rocking and I'll move like Leo. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Well, at least you bought a ten pound. You didn't do yes. it like a lot of people do. Sure. I hear stories all the time. They bought a, a fifteen and twenty yeah. pound mace. It's yeah. like nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get humbled. Real I went quick. more like on a price point. Like, well, this is the less least expensive one to see what bucks. this is all about. Yeah. yeah. Versus going to a higher price and not even knowing if I want to do this or like it. Yeah. So I purchased this thing and I think I'm just going to rock it right out of the box. <laughs> I pull it out and I start to try to do a move or two when it gets there. And I'm like, man, they mislabeled this. This is a 30-pound mace. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I said, what the heck? How is it so heavy? I look at the label. It's like 10 pounds. I put it on a scale, man. I kid you not. For real? I get, where's the weight scale? This thing was misshipped <laughs> to me. You had to check it. And it yeah. was 10 pounds, and I was like complete humble pie again. Oh, yeah. And talk about student mentality. I'm like, wow, I have no idea how to move this thing. You look at it, it's almost just like, what do I do with it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You envision, and you see the YouTube and the Instagram videos of Leo and all these other great artists out there, and you're like, oh, that's what I'm going to do with this when of it comes course. in. Mm -hmm. And then you try one or two moves, and you hit yourself, and you're like, oh, dang. I need to learn how to do this from scratch. Yeah. And so um, I was actually traveling up here to Austin for a, a class in physical therapy to do some continuing education. And I reached out to Leo on Instagram and said, hey, Leo, I've been following you on Instagram. I really love what you're doing. I'm going to be in Austin. What Could I book you for a lesson? And, I mean, I was so pr surprised. I booked – I did this like three or four weeks out thinking, oh, he'll never get back to me. Maybe some point he'll get back to me. Yeah. And, like, right away he responded. He responded. I'm like, yeah. whoa. Super responsive. Yeah. Here's this, like, really big time – martial arts if you will steel mace artist and yeah. he just reached out right away and said wow yeah i'm actually in town that weekend i'd love to meet you why don't we meet out at the park and we'll go spin the mace around and do some flow yeah 
And there we go. I booked it. And um, I had been training from YouTube and stuff and I was kind of getting some kind of skill. Mm-hmm. And uh, I meet with him and immediately – and this is a cool segue because he starts fine-tuning my movements. And it was the same inside emotion that I had experienced with Danny Nosanto. Really? Or level like Senior Grandmaster Sullivan. Yeah. These are guys in their 80s now that have been around from the inception of martial arts and their in-depth knowledge is so tight Yeah. that you're amazed at the little insight they can give you. And Leo comes out with like, hey, on you, you know, on 360, your, your shoulder blade's probably tight because your elbow didn't cross your nose and your face and you're pulling yeah. through early. And I was like, whoa, how, yeah. did he ca- how did he see that? Like the most minute detail and immediately I corrected and I'm like, yeah, it felt better right off the bat. So we did like a two hour flow at Zilker park. He took yeah. me through all these basics and immediately ignited my passion for steel mace. I'm like, I'm doing this. Right. And I asked him like, how do I get more of this? I live so far away. And he's like, well, hang tight. We're going to be doing something online. I really can't share a lot with you yet, but it's coming. Just stay tuned to my channel. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in. And so a few months later he released the steel mace course. Okay. And, um, Went through all of that, obviously, with you, which yeah. is super awesome. Yeah, it was and a really good group. We had a yes. lot of good artists in that group. Yeah. So on the, ins- on the way through this whole path, I went to another uh, uh, class called the Sword Experience. And uh, I was, you know, being a martial arts movie fan and all that. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Highlander. Um, yeah, we were talking about that, yeah. 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Highlander, he's uh, Adrian Paul. The guy is a, a really, really master with sword. Mm-hmm. And I love the Japanese sword. And he was teaching the sword nearby. He does a thing called the sword experience. Mm-hmm. You like spend a whole half day with him and get really intense, like basic foundation of the samurai sword. Yeah. So I went through that course. It was in June, I think, or, or sometime in the summer. And uh, working with the wooden sword. It's like that, last year? Yeah. Yeah. I had that inception, that aha moment of like, oh, a training mace. Yeah. Here I have trouble, you know, with the steel mace. I'm learning. I'm novice. I'm getting these movements, and I have all these ideas I want to do, but I'm kind of scared to do it with a 10-pounder. Yeah. Or, you know, I try it, and I'm not quite as effective, and I can't really slow it down for too long because controlling that thing. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so light, like a 10-pound. You can't control it, but it's well, so amazing. But most of the weight's, like, at a, at a long lever, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you got, like, women or children or right. just somebody who's rehabbing. Yes. Right? It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, but, yeah. you know, you just don't have that strength. Sure. Like, man. For sure. So... Uh, I said, there's got to be a training mace out there that I can buy, kind of like the wooden sword. And so I start looking online, and I don't find anything. I try different keywords. I don't find anything. I look, you know, through Onnit and all these companies that are making the maces. No one has a light. Yeah, you're like the only one. I looked. <laughs> I was like, is there, like yeah. no one else is making no, this, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, and I bought a 5 and a 7, and they're cool and all, but they're shorter. They have a different feel. Yeah. And so they don't have the same transition into the 10-pound or higher. Yeah, once you start getting to heavier maces, mm-hmm. even if it's not from Onnit, like the, yep. the handles are going to be longer and yep. usually a little thicker. Yep. So – I said with the same martial arts mentality, like, we need a simulated training weapon for this. As a physical therapist, my whole thing is acquiring movement pattern correctly. So I, yeah, I said, well, let's make one. Yeah. <laughs> let's make one. And so I th- started thinking, oh, dang, well, how do I make one? And uh, I remembered at one point one of my staff members, she was an intern at the time. Uh, her name is Paula. Her dad, she just showed me one day, like, hey, look, this beautiful uh, shelf set my dad made for my dorm room. And it was, like, something incredibly intricate and really yeah. nice. And I just remembered that out of nowhere, and I said, dude, I bet her dad could make a wooden mace. Uh, and I, I was thinking at first just for my own personal practice. It was right. like I want him to make me one so I can get better. Yeah. And uh, I, I, uh, I call her, and he's like, 
yeah, let me introduce you to my dad and you can show him what you want. And so I go over and I show him the steel maze. Can we make it? And we just started brainstorming. Well, yeah, we could use this wood. We could do this. We could do that. And I had some changes on the grip pattern that I thought would be better than some of the brands that were out there where the placement was and the thickness and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I said, obviously, differentiate it. But more importantly, at this time, it was still just for my own personal practice. Mm-hmm. I wanted to change some of the design. So we ran through like four or five prototypes, getting the right distribution right, getting the feel right. And we nailed it where I felt was just right. And we found it was from Maple. Maple was readily available. It was easy to work with. It took a beautiful stain. And I put it online on Instagram. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm Dr. Joey. I'm a steel maze practitioner. And I had this really great idea from a sword class that a wooden training mace would be a great concept. So I came up with this tool. We're calling it at the time. We were calling it Thorfit. Yeah. You know, like calling this thing Thorfit, you know, Mm -hmm. because Thor swings around hammers and maces. So it'd be pretty cool to do this. And I just kind of threw it out there on Instagram. And I got all these messages like, are you selling those? I want to get one. Do you have a website? Absolutely. And I look at my wife and I'm like, dude, (laughs) there's like a little, there's a demand here. There's a need. Yeah, you you hit, like you fill the a need that you need. did you realize it wasn't no. even there like, yeah like i had this need for this but i never thought well other people have this need let's make a business i yeah. just you know i like to instagram stuff i like to share things out there because the mace community is so welcoming and so like awesome yeah that i throw a lot of stuff out there and i just get this great feedback all the time that's what i love about the, the community uh, outside the training yeah and uh everybody chimed in like i want one can you make one do you sell them and i said well dang, this is kind of a cool side project. We can make maces. Yeah. How fun would that be? And so I, I contact him again. I'm like, can you make a bunch of these? Like, would it be something you'd want to do? And he's like, absolutely, man. If you think, let's do this. Yeah. And so the, the Primal Flow mace system was born like that. We really took it to town and said, well, I, I do the staining and finishing. I'm an artist, so I, pres- I love the aesthetics of it all. Yeah. And he does the woodsmith side of it. And uh, we just started saying, well, let's set up a, a website. My wife, I'm super blessed to have all these resources. She does websites and she does all this oh, nice. online. Per- super perfect team. You guys yeah, are the perfect team. Right? I tell you, her doctorate is in online you know, education, adult learning. Mm-hmm. And so she designs courses and things online. So I say, well, could you make me a website? Because people are asking, why don't we put a website, a little shopping cart? Yeah. And we'll make, much. you know, let's make 10 maces and see what happens. I put it online and within the first day, all 10 sold out. Gone. And we're like, oh, hey, uh, Mr. Santos, could you make more than 10 at a time? He's like, let me know how many you need to make. We'll make them. Wow. So then he said, okay, well, we're going to pre-sale 25 now online. Yeah. Boom. 25 available now for pre-sale. A day later, Gone. bam, sold out. Oh, dang. Okay. And so I'm the weak link in this whole thing because <laughs> I, I have a, a, a practice, a, a practice, and I have an eight-year-old daughter. I have a family. And uh, I'm the one that does all the staining and finishing. And the, the logos is done by one of my, also one of my employees. She has a graphics business. Okay. So she does our logos. So I'm the one that has to finish them all. So I'm like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm like painting maces I like a madman. weekend. <laughs> yeah. And then my wife does all the shipping and the business side of it all. And so we just go, okay, world, we're pre-selling for May. It's April. Yeah. Here we go. And we, we know, okay, we can get our hands on 30 this month. So we put a, a shopping cart of 30 mm-hmm. and we put it out there. And it's been such a blessing. It's like sold out. Yeah. I got to get to work. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you worry about further scaling? Like, do you think about right. like, how are you going to further like, yeah. produce more? I so, mean. yeah. So um, I started talking this conversation with Mr. Santos because this is like, okay, we made 10, we sold out. We made 25, sold out. We 30, we sold out. So you probably started batches yeah. of 100. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So I, I told him, like, 
where can we go with this? Like, how far can we go with this? Or do you know other craftsmen that do the same skill that we can, like, have several different people doing it at a time? Yeah. And he, had a, he has an assistant, an apprentice that's really great, too. And he goes, well, I've actually trained my apprentice. And we've made – they fabricated, like – almost like a factory workstation for this thing. Okay. They put like these guidelines and they put like a saw under a table and they made like almost like an assembly line. Specifically for your product. Specifically for my product. Yeah, that's so cool. And uh, he's just so innovative. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I had a real big, strong feeling that this was going to just take off. So we started yeah. to try to be really efficient on making these. Yeah. He goes, we could put out 100 in a weekend if you need them. So I love that because like it's it's helping everybody, right? I yes. mean, you're, you're, the end consumer gets helped. I mean, you yes. and your family get helped, yes. and in turn, you're helping like your employees yes. and their families, and yes. you're helping this guy in his yes. business. And it's just like, it's such an artisan grassroots, yeah, yeah, sustainable living project. Yeah, you know? like the quality is there; yes. you can feel it, you can tell. Yes. It's like somebody made this, and yes. we're kind of going back to that in America, right? Nobody yes. wants just like the cheap. No, you're so thing right. The scale on yeah. a fa- like just on a on a conveyor belt. You yeah, know what I mean? and coming back to this, that we're at Paleo Effects, that's the exact vision of this whole movement: is back to the roots. Back to, you know, natural and handmade. And I think that's why we've been such a crazy, like, underground hit here. Yeah. Where I see everybody walk around the Expo Fort with our maces. Dude, they're everywhere. Yeah. I, I, I'm so humbled and, like, completely just mind blown when I see that. Because I went out on a limb and did this idea for my own training. And it became something that is giving people so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was not intended to be like, I'm going to have a business plan and we're going to make this and yeah. we're going to produce, you know, 10,000 maces. But it was nothing like that. It yeah. was more like, hey, I think people could use this to do better for their life. Yeah. And I integrated it into my clinic and physical therapy since it's lightweight. Yeah. And our first prototypes were less than a pound or like a pound. <laughs> we had to go from all kinds of weight in the woods and all that. But those prototypes I use in my clinic. They, they weigh like a pound. Like one or two pounds is still good for certain things. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, you start doing mills and different yeah. things. Yeah. Absolutely. So I have people that are coming from rotator cuff sh- sh- surgery mm-hmm. or shoulder impingements. Or I have, so you know, common. 85-year-old orthopedic, you know, shoulder osteoarthritis. And they're sitting on a plyo box and they're doing bow and arrow and they're doing uppercuts and they're yeah. doing mills. And they're like little ninja warrior, 85-year-old grandma. Yeah. And they're lighting up. And when a staff member runs by, they jab them with a mace. You know, yeah. It, it lights them up that something like TheraBand or, you know, a traditional tool doesn't have the same yeah. novel effect on the mindset. And I think like you said, I mean, like that wood, like just the yeah. the aesthetic of it, like yes. it's very inviting. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I want I want to hold that. Like it kind of, yeah. like you, get, you gravitate towards it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that through that process, we had the name Thorfit because I'm just you know a big fan of Thor and yeah. the Viking culture and you go the see whole the new Avengers. I haven't seen the new one, man. Not yet. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> yeah, this coming weekend for sure. Um, and so uh, along that way, I said, uh, "Hey, can you make a Thor's hammer?" Yeah. Uh, I had designed a logo for the class that was going to be a mace class, but I called it Thorfit just because I was trying to go on the whole warrior attitude. Yeah. So I made the Thorfit logo and I had the hammer with a hand and the lightning bolts mm-hmm. and all this. And I thought, well, man, our logo's a hammer, but we're using a mace. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. My geekdom is like, I want a Thor shirt, and I want to <laughs> have a brand called Thor, but it doesn't make sense with our product. Right. Uh, so we got to have a hammer. Mm-hmm. And so uh, from the drawing of the hammer that I used for my logo, I said, could you make this in wood? A day later, he pumps out this mesquite hardwood Thor's hammer that was identical to my photo of my drawing. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. So this is the Thorfit hammer. Now we need to do something that's for the mace, and we need to come up with a word. And so obviously steel mace flow. Yeah. Flow. Hmm. It's, art, it's wood. 
wood is more primal than yeah. than you know steel. Mm-hmm. So primal flow, like boom, boom, primal flow. So yeah. we renamed the maces to primal flow maces. We got that whole thing set up. Yeah. And uh, the Thorfit hammer, which was originally our name, is now a product of primal flow. Oh, right. And so today was this weekend. It was like the crazy surprise victory, like. Um, sellout product here. Yeah. Everybody was walking around with Thor's hammer on the expo yesterday. Dude, they're everywhere. We brought a few, like we brought us a batch thinking it might hit. It was more like, hey, let me put these out there. People might enjoy them. Avengers is coming out this yeah. weekend. I should have thought, Avengers is coming out this weekend. We need to bring a ton of these. Yeah. But it's so funny, dude. Like that exact story, like I've heard that with some of like just some of the best products that ever hit. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, we went to a trade show. We didn't think it was really going to hit. We took a few and then it just, it blew up and yeah. then next thing you know it's just flying off the shelves yes. you know what i mean like and i think one of the most important things to your story for people because like i'm just always studying like high achievers and just like business and different things and it's like you didn't really have a plan necessarily yeah. and like yeah. you didn't know how you're going to do it but you did it yeah and i think that's just yeah. so cool and just so powerful right and it kind of goes to the martial arts mentality right you know you got to go with the flow yeah bruce lee be like water you yeah know, don't absolutely. go resist what's happening go with it yeah and be ready and be prepared to meet the need but just walk in too you know i i have so many people that i follow or i feel like are mentors and they'll say something like that too like Oh, I really wanted this as a goal, but I didn't know I was going to get there. I just did it, and I made myself adapt to make it happen. Right. And so I think that adaptability from you know having an injury to coming a career as a PT and then following into back, back to martial arts to steel mace and, and creating a product, it's just that kind of going with the tide, and it's such a crazy random story of how stuff comes together. Yeah. But then you kind of go back to say, well, is it random? You know, is there yeah, a bigger plan? It? You know, does God have a plan to say? Right. I've equipped you with all this crazy experience, all these things that you've done, and it's all going to kind of culminate to this one weekend where, you know, this weekend, really primal flow, besides it's a maze, it's a movement uh, practice. Yeah. And so obviously I've stemmed off of the, the foundation of steel maze flow, but I've broken it down. I had this long discussion with Leo, like, I want to create a foundations course but I don't want to go into your realm because you do such a well-rounded program. It's a good foundational course. Yeah. For sure. So he goes, no, no, you're going to bring a different taste to it because if you're back, do it. Absolutely. And so I said, well, here's my idea. As a physical therapist, I want to take what the mace does and go body point like shoulders. These are common dysfunctions of the shoulders. And these are corrective movements that I do in the clinic that the mace offers to really recruit the serratus anterior, yeah. really, really mobilize the pec minor. These two muscle groups are problems and create shoulder impingement or rotator cuff tears. You know, the hip is frequently have internal external rotators imbalanced. Right. These are movements from the mace that will stimulate that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took the foundations of steel mace flow, but I broke it down by body region and I put it into a course. And going back to my wife, she designs courses for a living. Yeah. We threw it for accreditation, and we got CEU credits from ISSA and the PT board. Yeah, I saw it, dude. Congratulations. That's excellent. So so now here at Paleo FX, we have people from Ireland. We have people from Hawaii, from uh, Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we want to fly you in to teach and start this program in our gym. Yes. And so the Primal Flow Mace Movement has been born here at paleo effects yeah and it's uh, literally gone worldwide i mean we got confirmation emails last night like this is the date ranges this is what time we want to bring you over oh yeah so like oh this wasn't conversational this was real this is real and i was serious and we have the course and we're ready and we have the content 
But, you know, sometimes you converse with people and you have ideas like, hey, yeah, you should come teach it at my place. Absolutely. Let's do this. And there's no follow through. There's no follow through. Yeah. And then I get home after the conference last night and there's like confirmation emails from them. Like, Dude. here's our address. This is the date range. Like, this is real. Yeah. Let's do this. I'm ready. Does that feel surreal? It does feel surreal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I come from a background of teaching martial arts. And yeah. With well, you said you taught for a number of years. Yeah, I was a high school teacher. Yeah. So teaching is natural to me. Talking is natural to me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, when I was with the association and doing all the self-defense seminars, I frequently taught at seminars uh, in Long Beach or New York and yeah. places like that, martial arts. So the gift to be able to teach steel mace or mace flow in general to people from around the world and with our particular tool, the primal flow mace, yeah. that could be a gateway for someone to go, I love this. I want to be steel mace flow certified going Absolutely. to Leo's program or yeah. I want to go heavier and stronger and go into like Rick Brown's program and go with like heavy mace swinging. I mean, this is the way I envisioned primal flow was it, it's a gateway to give a movement practice to someone yeah. that can stay and stand alone there as it is. Or it can open up the whole door like it did for 100%, me. One hundred percent, dude. I mean, the 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 barrier to entry for this is so much lower. Yeah. Because you don't have to deal with all that weight of a yes. ten pound mace. You don't have to worry about, oh, because I've had so many people. Oh, I would the mace looks so cool, but my shoulders. Yes. You but, know what I mean? But yes. yeah, and say, yeah. well, well, here here's this tool right here. Yes. Yeah. As a PT, I mean, that's my whole mindset when I get a patient come into my clinic is, how can I get them to move again? And they always tell me, well, I'm here today because. My, you know, discs and my lumbar spine are herniated and I have this bone spur or I you know, tore this tendon. And my job literally is, okay, I have to restore movement from the ground up. I have to yeah. rebuild this person. Mm -hmm. So my mindset is how do I bring movement to somebody? And I frequently, I always ask, so what do you do? Are you a martial artist? Are you a, a runner? Or do you have a job where you sit at a desk all day? Like what movements is in your daily life yeah. that I have to restore? And I like to say take you to the next level. I want you to leave my place fitter and stronger and more equipped than you were when you were injured. So not yeah. only are you healed, you're better than you were pre-injury. Yeah, because chances are, like, if you got injured, like you tore something, then you probably were, like, lacking in mm -hmm. some sort of capacity There's or range of motion. Yeah, for sure. So it's gaps. like, well, let's address those and fix them now so you're even yes. better. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, keep a key part of prevention is, is you know, assessment. Like, mm -hmm. what, what needs assessment? Do you like have honest assessment. Gonna, yes. <laughs> like, you know, look at your posture, man. This is why your shoulder has a bone spur. Yeah. Look, you know, and then you drive this way or, you know. Right. It's like, oh, you have headaches because you're sitting here like yes. this all day. And, like, yes. you start getting some forward head. And Thank it's just you. like, man, yeah. you have all these muscle imbalances. Yeah. It's like, man. Yeah. Just so I approach Steel Mace the same way. It's like, I want everybody to try this tool because it's so freaking awesome. Yeah. But I can't get everybody and give them a 10-pound maze and say, here you go. i got to find a way to bridge the gap to introduce movement to people. That is my job role. Yeah. And so by having the need of making the maze, the training maze, it was like this is my answer as a PT to bridge the gap into movement. Yeah. But when I started fabricating these things and seeing what people were doing on social media, uh, like Brandon Baum, that guy, Meat Baum, yeah. that dude. He's pulling off some moves because the, the mace is light. Mm -hmm. He's whipping stuff around like Darth Maul. Like this guy is moving like some kind of way out of control ninja with a speed that I'd never imagined because the tool's light. So right. this was like, hey, this is its own, its own thing. movement practice. It's created its own life. Yeah. And it's separate from steel mace in the sense that there's things you could probably do that you shouldn't do with a steel mace. 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. there's not that injury risk. Yes. Yeah. I've hit myself pretty hard with a steel mace. 
and I've hit myself pretty hard with the training mace. <laughs> and I can tell you, I'll take the training mace any Every day. Every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. dude. So it, it brings a daringness that the steel mace may not have. And so I love that it can be its own standalone style based off of steel mace. Yeah. But it has its own distinctiveness. And so I, I've built a respect for it that it kind of birthed itself. And what people are interpreting in its way of movement is making it, it's, it's happening on its own. Mm-hmm. And this is not something that I set out to do. Like, I'm going to create a sub-style of steel mace and we're going to break it down this way. Yeah. It's it birthed on its own. Very naturally. Yeah. I just gave the tool and people are taking it to another level. Yeah. I think that's like, that's kind of the theme I'm noticing, right? It's like, you know, you like kind of the, the right people just kind of seem to be there for you. And right. like the community's been, ex- but it, I feel like when you live with intent and I'm just a big yeah. proponent of like the energy that you put out as the energy that's returned to you yes. like things just fall in place and that just seems yeah. to be what's happening yeah I like think you're a very positive person you and awesome. your wife both like just have really you. great energy you know i think that's just been a gift that you know god's put in our you know our path is like be positive be open be humble yeah and be a force that's positive to drive people somewhere forward you know, people get put down all the time. Yeah. You talk to people and you tell somebody some an idea and the first thing you do is they knock it. Yeah. And uh, who's harder on, on you than yourself, yes. right? So we're all being hard on ourselves yes. all day. Like, let's be nice to each other. Right. Thank you. <laughs> so if you can find a way to empower people, you know, that's just a, a godly thing to do is like lift people up. Yeah. And when you do that, I think people are more open to you and more open to listen to you because they don't feel – uh, they're not threatened by putting themselves out there. Yeah. And so I think that I've been able to sort of gravitate people like synchronicity, you know, people will gravitate to you that have that same mindset. And we're just surrounded by such awesome people that see like, dude, this really, this guy, like my staff out here, the coaches that are here with me today. Yeah. They didn't know anything about a steel mace. Now they're like preaching steel mace to yeah, everybody. Yeah, all super friendly out there yeah. giving instructions yeah. and teaching people flows. And But I think it's because I saw the passion I truly have for it that they see that this is such a healing tool mm-hmm. and they're all carrying people themselves and they yeah. have their own bachelors in kinesiology and so they're, they're sports they're movement scientists yeah and so they've said you know what i'm buying into this tool because i've seen it help people and so this kind of positivity like you say is gravitated towards us and it's just made this whole environment so good and and, and that's the general climate here too I walk around everywhere and everybody's so friendly. Yeah. Everybody's so complimentive. People are willing to share and yeah. hey, let me let me uh, tag you on my page so you get more you know exposure. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And that's why I was like, dude, let's yeah, sit down this. so like we Living can proof right here. Like spread the word, dude. Absolutely. Like this goes all over, so yes. it'll be great for people to hear it. Yeah. So if I could be a teeny tiny cog in that wheel of moving people forward. It's it's what I've, I'm here to do, I think. Right on, dude. That's all positive. So, um, dude, I don't want to take any more of your time. Oh, like, cool. this has been a fantastic conversation. Absolutely. Um, but I want to turn the floor over to you. So, like, um, you know, anything you want to plug, obviously, like, where can people go to get the maces sure. and all the socials and anything you just wanted to leave the people Absolutely. with, man? Well, it'd be just great to have you guys check out my Instagram. It's Dr. Joey PT. That's D-R Joey J-O-E-Y-P-T. And I'll put all this in, in, in notes as well Sweet. so it's easy to find, awesome. but just so you can tell it verbally. That's kind of like the hub. I post to that, and then I just sub-post to everything else because we have Primal Flow Movement, mm-hmm. which is more geared towards the maces, and we have uh, primalflowmovement.com. Uh, I think yeah, <laughs> yeah, my wife Maybe. Like, is that our address? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, cool. Uh, primalflowmovement.com is our website, but really uh, the link's in our bio, and, and Dr. Joey PT is like the hub for everything to reach out to us. Yeah. Instant message there is probably the best way because I, I see that more Instagram's than email. like the best platform Yeah, for you. that's kind of like my center hub, and then email and everything else is secondary. I really don't 
check a lot of that. Yeah, it's amazing. Instagram just yes. changed the way we do business. Absolutely. And it's been really the driving force behind everything. So that's the best way to reach me. And I'm completely so happy to like answer questions. And it's just cool to interact with people and the positivity of everybody just supporting this movement. And we're, we're at the cusp, we're at the springboard yeah. of a huge revolution. This is all still very new. Yes. The kettlebell, the battle rope was here, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, where it was kind of like on the fringe. Yeah. And now it's like everywhere. Yeah. And I, I strongly feel that if we do this right with the Steel Mace community, this can be that. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Good. So... Dude, awesome. Well, hey, dude, thanks again. Absolutely. It's um, been I, an I honor, I really man. appreciate it, man. Definitely. It's been awesome. So, all right, everybody, until next time. Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you are getting value out of the podcast, again, do me a favor, leave a rating, leave a review, share it, like it, tell a friend. Um, all of these things help. And uh, all right, man, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>